Our next guests are the co-hosts of the very popular radio program entitled The Big Show. The Big Show. This is The Big Show. They call me Hollywood. Here come The Big Show. Big Show. Ladies and gentlemen, The Big Show. It's a big show. Is everybody ready? Monday, Monday. Just another manic Monday. Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. It is the big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Broadcasting live today from our Carrier Zone studios at Vivint Arena. Austin Horton producing today as usual across the glass from us. Big thanks to you, Austin, for filling in on Friday. That was awful nice of you uh, down at the warehouse. Hopefully the uh, the show went well. I'd like to say I've done harder things, but that's yeah, that's true, actually. Yeah, it was a real labor of love. It was <laughs> it was rough. Uh, I was assuming no, everything I, went smoothly. That's why I said I'd like to say I've done harder things. Uh, I but. see, I see. Okay, I misunderstand. I have done harder. Well, things. good. I'm glad it. Uh, I'm glad it went well. Appreciate you filling in so I could get out of town. On How was your birthday? It was it was great. We had a we had a wonderful time. Uh, went up to Park City, stayed up there, played a little golf. We went. So I was telling Austin about this. You, we went and saw the Flying Aces at the Winter Sports Park. You ever done that? Nope. Watched the watched them jump into the pool. They go off the, what do they call that? Uh, the aerials jumps or whatever. Land in the pool. They got a little show up there. It was pretty awesome, actually. What'd you get for your birthday, other than a great weekend? Oh, my wife got me some new irons. Oh, so, really? Yeah, I got to play my new clubs. Wow, look at on you! On Saturday, what'd you get? We had some Callaways. And, uh, I like them. Did it make any difference? Yeah, actually, it did. I got to adjust the old game. Huh. A little bit. I, I mean, I, I hit them like I just need to refigure my distances. I've had my old irons for like 15 years, so yeah. had those pretty dialed in. Now I just have to figure out, you know, things change. But uh, I got to tell you, really great, really great. And as I've told you before, I've been thinking about getting new irons, but I've had mine since uh, 85. Well, Ping I twos, square grooves. I still have those. But the main thing is that you. Play better. Was ping I twos like a big thing to brag about in the day? Why is that so oh, relevant? Oh, because they they were outlawed by the uh, by the PGA Tour, right? The square grooves. For you like, guys don't remember this for being too expensive or what? No, no, this, the, the the grooves in the club head were square, and some people thought that gave too much bite, some sort of advantage. Those clubs are literally the same age as I am. <laughs> And I'm still playing with them. That's pretty weak, isn't it? Oh, well. Well, I'm glad that you feel better, you know, because that's a big part of it. You know, you, you hit them a few times and they you feel good. And next thing you know, your confidence is up and you're playing better. So that's the main thing. Yeah, we had a great time. We played that uh, the, the Park City Muni, uh, Muni oh, yeah. up there, which uh-huh. I, I'm convinced has to be in the top what, 1% of public courses across this country because that, that is just a gorgeous, 
uh, course. My wife loves that golf course. Oh, yeah. Well, I can see why everybody should love that golf course. It's beautiful. It's gorgeous. The weather was perfect. Could have been better. Look at you. So you rung in the new birth year feeling good. You know, I uh, somebody put this this weekend. Uh, they said you're not in your forties. You're forty. <laughs> in your forties is next year. Huh. so you know. Well, wait a second. You turned forty, right? Right, right. But you're not in your forties well, until sure you're you forty-one. Well, no, you're not. You're in your forties now. No, I'm forty now. You you passed forty. You're in your forty-first year. So 1940 wasn't the forties. No, 1939. <laughs> point, it was Austin. 1940. Anyway. <laughs> So yeah, it was nice. My oh, my good. wife's pretty great. She um, and shout out to my folks who got uh, the challenge of watching uh, <laughs> two kids. two young children for the weekend. Uh, oh, they were nice good. to nice to do that. That's good. Well, it sounds like you wait, you should be floating on cloud nine right now. Yeah, yeah. I didn't. You said you didn't get a whole lot of sleep. What were you no, doing? No, I didn't get a whole lot of rest because I was going to bed late, and then uh, body clock getting up. I mean, I just, I thought, you know, here, here'll be a chance to sleep in. It just didn't happen. <laughs> you should have, because well, you got up early to go play golf? No, not necessarily. You got up early to go eat breakfast? I was just up. Oh. I know you're not familiar with this concept, yes, but I yeah, am. I was just, I was just awake because I get up early. That's what I do. So there was no change in that? No, unfortunately. Well, but good. but it, it was, uh, it was wonderful. So I, you I, had good food, you, ha- you had good accommodations, you had good golf. You had good golf clubs. You what? I mean, you had Naz. Uh, I mean, what's not? It was perfect. We had some good company too because uh, so my wife surprised me. Mm-hmm. I got a phone call right before the show on Thursday. I mean, right before the show because uh, well, Scotty and Austin and Lloyd were in on it. Somehow you weren't. I don't know how that happened. No one but, told me. Uh, so- so anyway, Thursday, uh, she calls me and she goes, you're taking the day off tomorrow, by the way. I said, what? I said, I can't just last minute take the day off. She's like, well, it's not really all that last minute because I arranged it a while ago. So uh, last minute to you. Right. And-, and I was surprised the whole way. Like she would not tell me like what we were doing until like she didn't tell me Friday. She didn't tell me. Until we were where we were going. Well, as you're heading up Harley's Canyon, I had you a think pr- you were going to uh, Green Springs? Well, I had a pretty good idea of once we were heading up Harley's Canyon. But I did think for a second, like Evanston, round two. <laughs> we doing that again? Back-to-back back weekends? Are we going to Evanston again? Oh, my God. Uh, uh, we didn't tell you, Gordon, because uh, you can't keep a secret. That's not true. Those 47 years at the paper. I have so many, yeah, I have so <laughs> many secrets. I'd burn this town down if I told every secret I knew. <laughs> Uh-huh. I uh, I I did not even know if we were flying or not. I was just told to pack a bag. <laughs> well, <laughs> so isn't that, that kind, was kind of important funny. to know well, what you can pack and what you can't? Uh, she said swimsuit and something with a collar. And then when she said we're packing our golf clubs, then I thought, okay, well, we're playing golf or else. But she did say, she's like, I could be just doing that to throw you off the scent. It was like, well, we're bringing the cooler, so I know we're not flying somewhere. Uh, I, yeah, because I thought you know if you were going to fly somewhere, you couldn't you didn't want to go Caruso and you know get caught with contraband. <laughs> I wouldn't worry about that. I'm kidding. Yeah, he's never worried well, about that. Austin did a fine job filling in for you. Good. So, uh, How's the was, warehouse? Comfortable? All, yeah, it was all good here. I was sitting in the most comfortable chair I think I've ever sat in, and Austin did really well. So uh, no worries back here. I'm glad you had a. 
had a good time. I wish he would have gotten a little more sleep, though. Jake actually right. sat down. I got there just about four minutes ahead of Gordon, and I sat down, and they said, that's Gordon's chair. Oh, you did? He's, he always sits in that chair. He does. He's got his spot. Of course, the chair has changed. So unlike keep selling the chair. I mean, unlike Gordon's sons-in-law, I got up and moved out yeah. of Gordon's chair. <laughs> it's, a, it's a respect thing. I respect Gordon. Yeah, right. It is. And I did something really goofy over the weekend. You wait, wait, hold on. You uh, that's not a fake tattoo. You clean the bathroom. No, no, <laughs> no, no. Let's not get crazy. <laughs> I have pierced nipples. So Austin got a little weird one. Someone weekend. said to me yesterday, "Did you know you liked someone's tweet?" And I said, "I did." And I said, "Yeah, you did." I liked. Tony, one of Tony Jones's tweets, but this is what happened. I was sitting in my comfy chair that uh, you always say that is occupied by one of my sons-in-law. Uh-huh. I was sitting in a chair, and I had my phone in my hand, and I nodded off, and my thumb hit the like button accidentally. Well, I mean, I've never liked anything before. Well, like, so, I was going to say, liking a Tony Jones tweet doesn't seem all that out of no, bounds. No, no, it wasn't. <laughs> now, you know, I, but it didn't make any sense. See, Why would I like that tweet? It wasn't like it was it. But my, but my family informed me, you better be careful, you know, because there's no – what if somebody sent out some kind of tweet that, that I totally disagreed with and found objectionable, and what if I'd like that one? It was just totally random. I fell asleep and kind of did that thing where you kind of – your head nods a little bit and you – I don't know. I just hit the like. This is like the most uh, uh, inconsequential, like internet faux pas ever. No, you know well, what I mean. I know, like, but it could have been bad. No, I no, but point. think about the guy. Do you remember the guy who sent out the the adult uh, link to the entire Utah State bar? Remember that? Remember that, Austin? Yeah. By accident? Yeah, or or the people doing a presentation in school and what they were looking at or their computer beforehand comes up and it's like, oh my goodness, <laughs> you liking a Tony Jones tweet? Uh, yeah, yeah, I know, but yeah, I mean, you know, the, point, like, the point isn't that it, it, Tony's done some really po- good reporting actually in the last twenty four hours. The point is that I it could have been it could have been bad. Well, what else are you looking at? You why, think Nas is actually bigger been, than Biggie? No, I'm just saying that if the tweets, it was just on the string of tweets. Yeah, I, what's on I, that so, string of tweets? That's what I'm saying. Why, why are you so people, worried about the, this now? The people I follow. I don't know. Did you unlike it after no. discovering? You I left the like there? Yeah, I don't know how to do that. How do you unlike it? <laughs> so anyway, that was my big adventure of the weekend. I don't know if I'd classify that as a big adventure. It's something I'd never done before. Okay. All right. Well, you can. Hey, you have your fun. You can L-I-V I have mine. Now, all right. Yeah. That's all. Hey, you're right. Tony, you're right. love you. I mean, I agree with a lot of your tweets. I have no clue what you were saying in the tweet I liked, but it, it happened. So. Yeah, it could have been one of Tony's tweets about how much he likes some rap group that I'd never heard of. And then that would have been kind of funny. I just why why you're a you're a fan of that uh, genre of music. Uh it's this is this feels like a non-sports report story to me, you know? Like columnist likes tweet from other sports writer. <laughs> no, you kidding me? Tony's Tony's a friend. I did something goofy over the weekend. We went with three different ideas and then Gordon told us and those ideas were 
pierced nipples, fake tattoo, and cleaning the bathroom. Yeah. And it was just that he got on Twitter. And liked a tweet. Yeah. It could have been bad, though, had I liked the wrong tweet. But that's what I'm saying. Who are you following? What what tweet are you really worried about? I don't follow about? that many people. Don't like just... any PK well, tweets. No, but sometimes I disagree with certain tweets, and I wouldn't want to be liking a tweet I didn't like. Like I said, you have your adventures, I have mine, all right? No judgment here. We're looking at your dad. I had a cheese sandwich <laughs> with extra cheese. I had cheese and turkey today that I made myself. It was good. <laughs> Not as good as if somebody else had made it. Okay. Man, we have so much to get to, and you just lobbed so many softballs out there between the two of you. I think, you know what? Let's just get to it. Let's just why do we why do we get down to what the people tuned in for as opposed to the cheese sandwiches? Sounds that sounds me, like yeah. a like a terrific idea. Uh-huh. Two guys, two topics, two, two, two. two opinions. Two. You talk. Give me two. This is the split story of the day on 97.5-1280 the zone. And the zone sports network. We err towards continuity. I think that service really well this year, especially with shortened off seasons. Part of the program that we've built is having a coaching staff, a development staff, a health performance staff that really believes in players that are inherently positive. And it's been a similar here as my years in San Antonio and when we had more veteran teams in Houston. We kind of have a second, third-year phenomenon where guys get better in their second and third years. Uh, there's a lot of evidence uh, to that. and We obviously play a specific style. And the fact that our coaches are so positive with our guys. So I think the natural bent is grass isn't always greener. And then obviously we have to go through draft, free agency, you know, de facto trade season, you know, in both of those draft and free agency seasons and see what's available to us, see what's not, and then make those decisions. But it's not lost on us, the, the historic season that we had. We have to evaluate the playoffs under the lens of we wore down physically. And so, yeah, I, I think we'll take a collective deep breath Gordon Dennis Lindsay is, uh, I guess, adjusting his role within the Jazz. Uh, he steps down as his uh, title of uh, vice, what was it, senior vice president of basketball operations, mm-hmm. and he's going into more of an advisory role. Uh, Justin Zanuck will continue his role as general manager and take over the day-to-day operation of the Utah Jazz. We have some official statements we can get to. I thought uh, Tony Jones has done a good job kind of doing his stuff and and adding to the story at The Athletic. But uh, let's start, Gordon, with your initial reaction to the news. Not really surprised. Not not surprised, really. Um, Dennis is still pretty young, and so from that standpoint, it's kind of surprising. But, um, you know, he had sort of edged – in that direction, uh, he was still running things around here. But uh, I think, uh, let me say it this way, I think there was enough to and fro within the organization with new ownership and whatnot that uh, may have helped uh, loosen the screws on this a little bit. Um, there's speculation about that, that there was some inner strife within the organization, and I believe there was. Uh, but, uh, you know, those things can oftentimes be worked out. But I think the combination of things, uh, along with uh, some of the difficulties in leadership with the Jazz, uh, led to this. That's my opinion. 
I think I think moving into an advisory gig for Dennis is you know pretty sweet in a lot of ways if you look at it and uh, deserves that kind of exit from this job because I think overall <clears throat> Gordon it's it's been 12 years right uh, that he's been at the helm nine, the I nine was mm-hmm. it, oh excuse me nine years uh, since he's been at the helm. And I think he's done a really great job. Yeah. I mean, he's I mean, not the perfect front office guy uh, or operator by any means, but really. Is there a perfect there, front there has, office guy? There has never been. So the next one will be the first. So, I, you know, listen, Dennis deserves a lot of respect and a lot of credit for the job that he did as GM and then VP of basketball operations uh, for the Jazz. He did a great job, and Justin Zanuck was part of that, and I'm glad that he's being handed the reins because I think he'll do a terrific job. Now, I don't think they're done no, shaking they're up the, the front office. They're but, not done. They're um, close. I'm, I'm happy for the Utah Jazz' sake that Justin Zanuck still has a voice in the room because I think he's a smart guy. Yeah. And, you know, in his advisory role, uh, Dennis uh, has the credibility that uh, I hope he's listened to as well. So it, it, this is going to be a little bit different, which is probably not a big shock with the new ownership group. Um, but I just I, – <clears throat> I think Dennis deserves a lot of credit for what he did. Well, when he took over the Jazz, they were kind of in a t- temporary lull, and and look at where they are now. I mean, Dennis right. is a Dennis is intelligent. He's passionate about his job. Uh, he was he was <laughs> he he was almost statesmanlike at times, and every once in a while we saw glimpses of the fire that burns pretty hot in him. And so we we got all that. He used to come on this show every week. He did that for years, and we got to know him pretty well. I like the man, and I think he did do a terrific job. Look, I mean, they got Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert under him, and uh, they uh, built the team into one of the best teams in the West. So there's no doubt that Dennis is a smart man. Uh, who who uh, who is uh, emotional and passionate about his job and what he was doing? It just came to a time when it was it was a good time for him to uh, move on. Now I don't know whether it just came completely of his volition or whether somebody was nudging him out the door, but I think there were some difficulties within the organization that uh, prompted some of this. But as far as looking at what Dennis did for the Jazz, just a fantastic job. And I think he would be a hot commodity around the league if he wanted to be. Uh, just don't know if where the desire is with him right now. You said you think this, is, uh, this isn't the last move. Far from it. I mean, I wrote a column about this. I don't think they've posted it yet, but uh, it'll be at sltrib.com, where when Ryan Smith... Uh, announced that Dwayne Wade was uh, taking partial ownership of the team. He said, this is just the beginning. This is just the beginning. So I think Ryan Smith is a guy who is coming into this situation. Some people have looked at it like, oh, man, he's really changing things up. Is he impatient? You know, you got to take a steady approach to this like the Jazz have done in the past. Now, I don't think that's his style. I think he wants to come in and make a difference right away and get this thing to a point where they can win a championship. I think he's extremely motivated. He's really smart. He's got good connections, and he's uh, building on what has already been built here before. But he's going to do it according to the way he thinks is the best way to do it, and I think that's what we're witnessing right now. 
And honestly, you know, keeping some of the um, voices, I mean, keeping Dennis on as a consultant, for example, but certainly, you know, uh, keeping Justin Zanuck in his role. Justin's um, really smart. He's 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 savvy. He's really good. But I think it's an appreciation for the work that has been done. Yeah, yeah. You in, said he in, was handed it to him. I think he earned it, Jake. Oh, I, I know, agree I with know that. that's yeah, what you yeah, meant. Yeah. I know that's what you meant. But uh, Justin is a terrific basketball mind as well. And so, yeah. And But he, but uh, Ryan's going to add there too, man. Any advantage he can find, he's going to try and, 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 and lure in to the cause. Yeah, I think so. But I— you, I do think Ryan Smith obviously appreciates the work that's been done or else would come in and change all the way around, which we've seen other ownership groups do. They come in and they put their own people. Uh, you, you know, you've famously written about that with RSL, right? Where they get new ownership and eventually the old guard is moved aside and the, the new owner does what he wants. Well, that was it, just so. stupid what happened at RSL. <laughs> well, I mean, that was ridiculous. I, I mean, t- <laughs> well, well, there's an example of, of an, a new owner that should have had a little more respect maybe yeah. for what had uh, been built there. Right. Yeah. And so I, I do think it's important that Ryan Smith realizes or not realizes that that's not the right word, appreciates what the Millers and Dennis Lindsay included and Justin Zanuck, absolutely, what they have built here because it is impressive. So I think there is some appreciation there because it certainly could have been a wholesale change, and I don't think that's what was in the cards. No, I mean, again, I'll go back to what I said about Ryan Smith. He's smart enough to look around and see what he wants and to move forward with whatever changes he wants to make and i think that's what we're seeing that's why Dwayne wade is a part of this now that's uh i I believe it's it's part of the puzzle of uh why dennis is leaving and why at least in the role he was in and still can utilize his wisdom but now ryan can shape this the way he wants it shaped and he's got good people i mean quinn snyder's a fantastic coach and he continues on utilizing his skills uh, and uh, keeping him in the fold, obviously, and is uh, is I just think he's going to be aggressive in his in the manner in which he does this. You know, some people have some people say, uh, "Slow down, Ryan. Don't don't make these bold changes." And he's going to make more, Jake. I, I just this is I, I believed him when he said this is just the beginning. I think we're going to see more stuff. I don't know exactly who it's going to be, whether it's going to be Danny Ainge or whether it's going to be Elon Musk. I don't know who he's going to bring in, but he's going to bring people in that he thinks uh, can help his team win. And he's going to go on with that. Some people say, don't do it. I mean, just keep status quo. But they told him that, too. They told him that with call tricks. They, you know, in 2011, he was offered $500 million for that, for that company. And... $500 million is more than he ever thought that he would ever have. He had ever seen. He's just like you and me. Did you think you would have $500 million? No. And what did he do? He turned it down. And seven years later, he sold it for $8 billion. So it's a guy who may have been told in the past, hey, you know, just go easy with this. Don't get too aggressive. And yet that's what he's done and he's seen great success with it so why would he be any different with the utah jazz it, it makes perfect sense to me so with all that I'm, I'm trying to figure out the elon musk part of all this it's a Is joke he, he's it was funny thinking about getting into managing 
I hope not, because I'm pretty rough on him on car oh, sense every okay, week. Okay, the Dalai Lama. But you you went from Danny Ainge to Elon Musk. I mean, how are we going to get? That's what I wrote. And in my you column. were making a really serious it point. It was. It wasn't funny. Oh, okay. I Austin chuckled. Left. You know, so he'll have Justin, uh, you know, leading the charge, uh, and he'll have uh, Wade, uh, uh, Dwayne Wade, sort of shepherding the thing alongside Quinn Snyder with advice from Dennis, and then more assistance from yeah, okay, Danny Angel, I don't, I, Shane Battier, I mean, who, who Bugs uh, Bunny, <laughs> Charles Schwab, and Brooks Kepka. I mean, he played golf with them. Or, you know, maybe... Uh, the Geico Gecko? <laughs> Morgan Freeman? I don't know. Somebody. Maybe somebody with some basketball experience. Start there. Why, the Pac-12 got someone without any college experience? <laughs> true. That is true. That'd be going Twice. outside of the box. And didn't the Browns hire the nerd from uh, the A's? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. The Jonah Hill? Uh, yeah, Billy, I can't Billy remember Be- his name. Billy, uh, Billy no. Bean's underling. His- oh, yeah, okay, all right. And the uh, the rock or the Mavericks just turned the whole kingdom over to a gambler, to a sports so. gambler. That's true. <laughs> Raspier, how could this go wrong? How could this possibly go wrong? So at least it's not that, <laughs> you know. By well, the way, I, I no, you know what? We'll get to that later. Let's get out to the uh, zone phone. Uh, joining us now from Premier Wave Therapy, he's our friend, Doctor Johnson. What's going on, Doctor? Hey, how you guys doing? We're terrific, man. How about yourself? Good, just enjoying the weather while it's not too hot. Absolutely. It's beautiful out there. Let's uh, talk about how you can help our listeners. You guys are the first physician-owned and operated uh, uh, clinic. Talk about that a little bit. Yeah, so there, you know, there's multiple clinics out there, but one of the benefits of us is that you know, I'm the one who owns it and I operate it because I help develop the technology. And so we use protocols different from everyone else that we've developed and helped develop the technology and we know it intimately. So we feel like we do the best. All right. So let's talk about it a little bit. How, how can you help all the guys turn them back the clock? Well, as you age, you know, you start to lose blood vessels. That's the main problem with erectile dysfunction is loss of blood vessels. So the technology we use uses this thing called the shock wave. And essentially what it does is it induces the blood vessels that you do have to make new ones. So you grow new blood vessels which rectifies the problem, so to speak. So, and then it works on any age and any person, more or less, unless you've had some type of like stroke or something, it works on 95% of people. All right. So uh, for our listeners out there, and we'll talk uh, a lot as the afternoon goes along, but uh, what's the best way to get the ball rolling? Just give us a call at our office, which is 385-360-WAVE, which is 9283. Or you can go to our website, which is Premier Wave Therapy. Actually, it's premierwave.com. <laughs> Yeah, make sure that premierwave.com or 385-360-WAVE. And uh, Dr. Johnson, look forward to hanging out with you throughout the show. Thanks, man. Yeah, it's great. It's good talking to you guys again. All right, there you go. Premier Wave Therapy, 385-360-WAVE or premierwave.com. We'll have more coming up next. It is The Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. You can't stop me now. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires. The team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Network.
Band of the day today, Breaking Benjamin, brought to you by Live Nation Concerts. Buy concert tickets and get the latest tour news and artist inside of LiveNation.com. It's a big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott. Uh, the wonderful Whitney Horton selected the band today. It is Austin and Whitney's anniversary. How many How many are we talking about now? Eight years Woo! today. It's awesome. Which I think, didn't we get married the same year, Jake? We did. That is true. So you will be at eight this August. I will be at eight this August. And and by the way, already I got a, I'm, I told my wife as she was planning our five year anniversary, that I would jump in on the ten year. What do you mean jump in? I would plan the ten year. Oh boy. She thought like, you know, it's like I'm doing all the grunt work and I picked where we're going and all this stuff. She said I'm going to do the five year. I said okay, I'll do the ten. So I've got two years to get that figured out. So wait a second. Are you going to ignore the the years in between? No, 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 no. But we figure, you know, like a like big that's a thing benchmark year on the five year. It's a big thing on the ten, right? I, I'm guessing that you did something special on your twenty. Uh, it, it, it just. What are you doing for the fifty next summer? Well, see, part of the problem is that um, the my anniversary comes right when the NBA playoffs are usually going. So you've done nothing for your anniversary. So for some I time. have I have postponed it, uh, but I I typically like to do something uh, notable every year, not just on the big numbers. It's just that it would get pushed back because of the playoffs. What can you do about that? Wait, well, so are, are you shaming us yes. that we're marking big anniversary dates? Because that's that sounds no, like no, exactly what the, you're no, doing. No, this is what you do. Surprise, Naz and Whitney on 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 a year that isn't a five or a ten or a fifteen or a twenty, and do something extra special on year nine. That costs money. It does cost money. You have to kind of plan these we, things we, in our world. We yeah, save yeah, for the five and ten year. Happy you know. anniversary! Here's some debt. <laughs> no, hold on, you could save for number nine. And then she'll expect something on ten because that's the tradition. Oh, you don't want to set a precedent, huh? And hey, anniversary milestones are, are it's fine to mark 10 years, dude. Yeah, it's yeah, fine. So, I don't know. so all get I'm off saying, our back. All, <laughs> all I'm saying is you could surprise her with a big one on number nine. Or how about we just plan a big one on number 10? Or you and know, by the way, you just said you do a big thing every year. Well, I, I don't know. If how about you a wash thing. a dish or two, fella? Yeah, I do that all the time. Uh-uh. I did that, I did that the dishwasher washes it. Someone's got to load it. Who oh, unloads yeah. it? Me. We've talked about this. You don't unload the it. The robot on the Jensen's can load it. I unload it. Load it. <laughs> Anyone can load it. Loading's the easy part, sir. Oh, it is? Yes. No, it is it not because you got to scrub it. People just stack up their crap in one place in the sink, and you put it in the dishwasher. It's not, not gonna tough. Be, not going to be shamed by no dish, Gordon. Yeah. I, seriously, I, we did get this shamed is, there. This is so dumb because here I go I go forward and put forth some effort, and if I, if I just unloaded the dishwasher, you You'd be ripping me for not loading it. Why don't you do both? Well, usually, often, oftentimes, my daughter gets up early the next morning and unloads it. So, so if you got up before 11 a.m., I just wanted to say happy anniversary to my sweetheart <laughs> and then move on with the show. <laughs> I'm I, no, I, I don't mean. I'm sorry, I can't whisk you to rum no, no. for dinner this evening. <laughs> you picked me and you're stuck. Whisk is such a good verb, isn't it? But, you know, I, I didn't mean that you're somehow 
Yeah, you know, Austin's probably going to dinner. And you're have, ordering yeah, pizza? Right. Well, it's not like Rome. <laughs> right. Austin probably got a babysitter and is going or something. I don't want to, you know. Uh, but but something simple and nice and wonderful to mark the occasion. No. And not I'm necessarily not, not. like. We celebrated Saturday with a burger and fries and a trip to Home Depot. I'm not making that Which up. is what you well, wanted to yeah, do, right? That's fine. No, but that's what we had time <laughs> finally to go do something. Okay, okay, look, that's what we did. You, you've misunderstood what I'm saying. I'm not saying that you need to do some big, gigantic thing every year you do whatever you can what i'm saying is that that's you might what you do you might be that's a, what you no, said no i yeah, don't do it every so what i'm saying is objection <laughs> i'm saying surprise her i'm losing on, my mind surprise her on an odd year that's not what you said well that's you what said i meant you, you were like hey we don't it, it comes during NBA playoffs, but I do something big every year. It's like, hey, shame <laughs> no, on yeah, you. But wait, 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 big. How do you define big? I'm just saying something that makes her feel special. That's we all. make a big deal out of benchmarks. Five, 10, 15, <laughs> five years at a time feels well. And you said, well, I make a big deal out of it every year. It's what you said. Do we have to go back to the tape? I won't. I'm striking it from the record <laughs> for the such, sake of our relationship. It's such shaming. This never happened. <laughs> So anyway, Austin, yeah. I'm figuring out what we're going to do for our tenure. If you have any ideas, let me know because, you know. Oh, I got some ideas. Yeah, we're sure. <laughs> Something I could afford would be would be. Come just on, you guys. Terrific. It doesn't have to be expensive. Just make a big deal out of it. That's all. So a Happy Meal with fireworks. Yeah, right, right. I don't think I don't think like dinner on the back patio is going to cut it for ten in my marriage. I think the fact, Austin, that you're taking the time with your bride to go to, you know, Home Depot or wherever you're going is, you know. And, and Lowe's. <laughs> Both. Yeah. Wow. We really doing? need a ceiling are, are fan. You, are you building a shed? But we didn't go home with one. You know why? Because <laughs> they're expensive! Ceiling fans are so nice, though, man. <laughs> I'll punch I, mean, you. I, I mean, some of them, some of them not so much, but if you get the right one. <laughs> so... Well, anyway. Happy anniversary. To hey, thanks. Family. We're hoping by year happy. 10 we get that ceiling fan. <laughs> happy anniversary. <laughs> Number 10. Honey, I got something special for you. <laughs> you can hang it yourself. Oh, man. Love you, Whitney. What's next? Uh, we all love Whitney. Who doesn't? She's fantastic. All right, Gordon. If the Jazz were to add more to the front office, which I believe both of us believe, mm-hmm. uh, Danny Ainge or Elon, Elon Musk. Musk. <laughs> Takes over there with this, <laughs> takes over there with this puzzled look on his face, like Elon Musk. He's thinking of getting. Do the, the Jazz need electric cars? What do they need a rocket ship? <laughs> but how? Uh, <laughs> let me ask you this: How quickly do they need to do it? Because the Mike Conley decision is a big one. Yeah, it is. It, like what to do with that is a big one because the Jazz will be well further into the luxury tax than they've ever been, and since they're it's their second year in a row, that tag is going to be higher. But yet. They are definitely no closer to a title if they don't do that no. because they can't spend or replace right. it. They have to get Mike Conley back. I mean, I've given that a lot of thought over the weekend and talked to some people. They have to get him back. Now, whether he wants to come back, I guess that's up to him to decide. But if they want another run at it, they they have, have to get him back. And I wonder about the durability issues as well. I get that. But without him, they are in arrears of where they are now. And so, you know, I still believe that if if Mike had been healthy and if Donovan had been healthy, they they would have given 
they they might have beaten the Clippers. I, I I think health was the biggest single factor in what was going on. We talked about the defensive presence on the perimeter. All that all that came into play, and 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 the Clippers got really hot and all that. But but they they have to have Mike Conley back in my opinion, and I think that's what they're going to do. They're going well. They're going to make every effort to get him back. Again, I, I said this last week, but I don't think it's a controversial opinion to say if one of your all-stars doesn't play, yeah. that that's part of the reason yeah. that you lost and the your, series. And I your mean, other all-star is compromised. Is, right, and and still played well, by the way, so maybe that that's less of an excuse. But, you know, the fact that if, if Rudy didn't play, would we well, – of course we'd say that was a big mm-hmm. factor in the series. Any of those three guys, and then on down the line, you know, because it's still a team game. And, you know, Kawhi getting hurt muddied the waters a little bit because he's one of the special players in the NBA, and maybe that takes a little bite out of the excuse. But if you want to look at it and say that the Jazz were missing one of their three best players, they're not going to be as good, that's not a hot take. That's a fact. So let me throw throw a potentially hot take out at you, and it might be absolutely ludicrous, but tell me if you think there might be some value to it. Is the fact that Kawhi Leonard got hurt and the Clippers absolutely went five out, did that actually hurt the Jazz potentially even more because the players that they replaced him with got super hot? Well, I think that to a certain extent it galvanized the Clippers because they all kind of fell in line and it was when you face a little adversity it can be a good thing because you kind of – all start pulling in the right direction and some of the petty stuff just goes out the window. So I do think it had that effect, but I'm not going to sit down here and tell you so the Clippers better were, were better without yeah. Kawhi Leonard. I'm not, I'm not going to do that. Uh, I will say they, they were equipped to replace him fairly yes. well because they didn't have to change the way that they mm-hmm. played. And and that ultimately... But would, they did change it a little bit because they I think it... it Kawhi would have wanted the ball. Right. And, and they... Yeah, and they so, had to have trust in other right. players. I get that. Yeah. yeah, I think that was a factor. I, I certainly can can come along with that. I mean, Terrence Mann was that was one of the more extraordinary performances of the playoffs. That far. I, I, I mean, by extraordinary meaning he can knock down open shots like every NBA player should be able to. It was extraordinary, but still, okay. certainly was a factor. Terrence Mann, and and I've written about this as well. I haven't posted it yet, but uh, Terrence Mann, I think he had never before. In any single game, had more than two threes, and he absolutely tore the Jazz apart. Now the Jazz have uh, have a decision to make: Do you go out and guard Terrence Mann, who's got a history of not really doing that, or do you have Rudy hang back and protect the rim? And there are all kinds of weird things that happened in that series that what that you can find explanations for why it happened. Uh, why the Jazz did what they did and uh, and how it became successful for the Clippers. But you would not expect Terrence Mann to do what he did in Game 6. That's for sure. I mean, nobody could have seen that coming. No, no, I suppose not. I mean, I think... So I think that the biggest story in the series itself, outside of who was playing and who was not, was the, the lack of the Jazz adjusting to what the Clippers were doing. Now, I don't think that that was a coaching... I don't, I don't put it on the coaching staff, let me put it that way, because if you don't have the personnel to adjust, then you can't adjust, can you? Now, Quinn could have taken Rudy off the floor, and that would have been a, a pretty major adjustment, and I've heard a lot of people talk about that. But if it's me, I, I make the same decision. I don't want to take my all-star off the floor. But as far as Terrence Mann goes, 
he was hitting wide open corner threes because Rudy hurt himself in the first half and couldn't get out to close out like yes. he had done so well earlier in the series. So another injury. So it looked like he was just standing there when the point was is that he was physically limited to do something that somebody his size is not supposed to do in the mm-hmm. first place. And that's why most NBA players who are, you know, wings who can shoot. I'm, I'm not talking about the Ben Simmonses of the world, but I'm talking about your normal wing player in the NBA how many out of 10 in practice are they hitting wide open right. from the corner? Yeah. Nine out of 10, eight out of 10, 10 out of Anybody 10. Anybody who's ever watched players, even players who are not proficient in when being covered in a competitive game in warmups, it'll it's knock a, your it's socks off. It's amazing how many they hit. And players you wouldn't expect to yeah. do it either. I remember and, one, time, one time watching Shandon Anderson warm up. I think he hit 30 of 35. Yeah. I mean, these, these players. You know, it's it's kind of a testament to defense and competition and how it can alter things. But point is, you know, if you leave a, a player of the caliber of Terrence Mann wide open in the corner, he's going to make a ton of shots. And he did. He deserves credit for doing it. But a lot of it had to do with, are you going to leave Rudy on the floor mm-hmm. or not? And the coach went with his all-star, and his all-star ran out of gas in one way or another and, and couldn't close out to the three-point line. And it cost him. And it cost him a game in a really embarrassing way. But... He this, 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 those are the guys that brought you there. He, Rudy brought you there. He could have closed out if he chose to, but he didn't. And, and I think he I, tried. I, I understand you, you just why. think he stood there? Well, there was a hesitation. I, I saw hesitation in him before. But even even if you look at Rudy, Rudy's a better perimeter defender than, than some of the others that the Jazz could have gone to. George Niang? But but uh, how I, I much mean, are you going to ask Rudy to do? Yeah, well, yeah, that's a good question. But if you're going to take him out of the game, now you're removing one of your best players. Exactly. And so I thought Quinn did make adjustments. You know, they they uh, they rotated. They they did they changed matchups. They they went to zone for a little while. And but the funny thing about this stuff is it's hard to recognize when when the Clippers are making shot after shot. I mean, they they were making shot after shot after shot. And so the Jazz were changing things up, but it didn't make a big difference. When the Jazz go to zone, it doesn't look that much different because Rudy's always hanging back anyway. So And, and, and what the Clippers were doing, as I went back and watched the game again, Jake, and I really tried to stu- hone in on what was going on. The Clippers... Even when the Jazz went to zone, they were they were successfully playing ISO ball out top. You know, it was just like, wait a minute, how how can this team do this? It was it was a perfect storm. It really, as I studied it again, man, I I I understand the frustration with the Jazz right now because they did change it up, and yet it it didn't make a difference. And so everybody thought, oh, why don't they adjust more? Well, they tried to adjust. But uh, it just didn't work. And, and and that brings us back to the point that you brought up, Jake, and that is where else is the Jazz going to turn? You're going to put Mione back on the court? You're going to put Jarrell Brantley on the court? What are you going to do? Here's here's specifically what I the lesson that I would learn from the Clippers series. And maybe, you know, in regards to Rudy and the Jazz and the coaching staff, they have got to talk to him about, and I was talking to a friend in the coaching world about this, and this was kind of, you know, he shared this opinion. You can never let another team get away with playing you like that with a player that small. Never. That's unforgivable. You should find a way for a 7-3 guy to play against a 6-7 guy to your advantage every time. And the fact that Rudy's not able to do that or the Jazz aren't willing 
to put their faith in Rudy Gobert. That is the biggest problem from the series that I personally see. Because if Rudy doesn't let them get away with that, Gordon, they have to abandon the strategy entirely. All the switching, they all they can't they they can't go with that lineup. Zubats has to come in different series. Rudy has whole new value. But the fact that when when Reggie Jackson would get switched onto him. And they wouldn't, the Jazz wouldn't capitalize. It's just madness. So identify what that is, fix it. And in my opinion, maybe the Jazz will tell you something different, but you could teach Rudy a number of very simple post stuff that has been around for decades, a la the drop step. I mean, just little simple stuff like that where a team can't get away with guarding you like that. They have to adjust because Rudy's going to dunk on them every possession. And the reason this is so important is because the Jazz is going to see it again. Absolutely. They're going to see it again, but I still think that if you have a healthy Mike Conley it helps. and a healthy Donovan Mitchell, then maybe it wouldn't have been so egregious. But I, I, I guess I'm saying the lesson that I'm taking from this series outside of that stuff. Because, yeah, Mike Conley, of course, he was going to have an impact and, on the series. But what right. I'm taking from what we saw on the floor. The, the other thing is what we have talked about a thousand times. The Jazz couldn't guard the ball. When you can't guard the ball... Now Rudy has to hang around because if you're if, if his teammate's going to get beat, then Rudy's going to come over and try and stop somebody. You know. Meanwhile, Terrence Mann is open in the corner. But here's why the Jazz were able to get away with that. Because if Rudy's playing against Zubats, Rudy's there and Rudy's guy's there. And you can get beat on the ball. Who cares? Because you're funneling them right to Rudy. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's how the Jazz got away with it is because that – the other team had to play a big to deal with Rudy, and so he can get away with sitting in the lane, and then you don't have to make Sophie's choice between do I give up a dunk or do I get out to my guy in the corner? Because your guy isn't in the corner because you've dunked on him so much on the other end of the floor that they had to put a big out there. Yeah, and along with the lines of what you were talking about, taking advantage of situation with Rudy Gobert in the game, look, when he's out there, it, usually it helps the Jazz with their spacing. You know, because he has to be – someone has to stay with him. And so it helps with the spacing, and it, it helps with offensive rebounds. You know, and so th- there are things the Jazz can do to address what plagued them in this uh, in this series, in their elimination. But foremost among them is they have to be healthy. They have to. And look – this thing with Rudy, it's going to come up. I mean, it's going to happen again. I mean, the Jazz might have a great season next year, but they're going to run into this problem somewhere along the way, and they're going to have to find an answer for it, and good health would help them. And it, you brought up the point that Rudy was dinged up in that game. When you, I went back and I watched, like I said, I watched the game again, and I saw that fall, and, you know, on, on second view of the thing, I'm surprised he got up at all. That was a vicious fall. It really was. Coach, I'm not, I hope I'm not making excuses here for the Jazz. I just they were they were dinged in a major way. Coach Chiesa joins us top three o'clock hour. I want to remind you the top sixty and sixty is back on the Zone Sports Network. Listen every day at one thirty. Hanson Scotty will announce another member of the top top sixty players in the state of Utah as we count you down to the start of the college football season. It's the top sixteen sixty presented by Cypress Credit Union and Icon. Only here on the Zone Sports Network. More next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. What do you want?
one. You're locked on to the big show presented by Big O Tires. Just doing it big, you know. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Thank you very much for making us part of your day. We've got Coach Chiesa coming up top 3 o'clock hour. Ben Anderson, our uh, friend from KSL Sports, will be with us at 4. And our guy, Patrick Kinahan, is going <laughs> to join the show coming up at the top of the 5 o'clock hour. Of course, catch him alongside David James from 6 to 10 every morning here on The Zone Sports Network. PK will be on the show at 5. So, of course, we'll uh, sandwich some what got, what's going on in the middle there as well. So stay tuned. But right now, let's uh, get out the, to the Zone phone. Joining us now, of course, uh, from Premier Wave Therapies, our good friend, Dr. Johnson. What's going on, doctor? Hey, how you guys doing? Hey, we're doing terrific. Let's talk about how we can help our listeners. After all, relationships are pretty important. Yes, yes. And, you know, as you get older, you start losing function in important areas. And that's where we come in. We have a great treatment that helps restore the normal function so that you can have great intimate relationships with your partner or partners. <laughs> right. <laughs> and of course, you know, a great part of what you guys are doing there at Premier is uh, you developed a lot of the technology that you use there. Yeah. So I, you know, I was a professor dude for several years and developed a lot of the lasers. I'm a consultant for a lot of laser companies. So we you know once I found out about these devices, I started partnering with the, um, the manufacturers and we came up with some great protocols and changed the settings and to make it more effective and a unique treatment of course right yep yep so we customize it for every person uh that's one of the benefits of coming to cs is you know i'm the physician and we have some great protocols and all of our staff have all been trained they're all certified you know in, in medical devices every single one of us so you get a great experience and great customizable protocols that are very effective and uh, what's the best way to get started, get, get in and get an appointment and see the, uh, I guess, come see you, right? Yeah, yeah. The best way is, you know, to call us, 385-360-WAVE, or you can go to our website, which is premierwave.com. You can go to us on Facebook, you know, all sorts of different ways, but just come in and take it, check us out because we feel very confident that you'll get success with what you're looking for. 385-360-WAVE. That's 385-360-WAVE or premierwave.com. Thank you very much, Dr. Johnson. We appreciate it. Yes, thanks. All right, we'll get to more Big Show. Coach Chiesa jumps on with us next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.